shot. Oh, it's a biggie. Six sixes in an over. Yuvrat Singh finishes things off in style. India win the test. They win the series. And they win the hearts and minds of cricket fans all around the world. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the first edition of the podcast that is to be named. This is me, Adit. And with me, Abhiram. Yeah, we're just two Bangalore-based techies currently working from home and having a lot of time. We watching a lot of IPLs, we watch a lot of cricket, we watch a lot of sports. We thought of doing this podcast and we have been having plans to start this podcast for a long time now. I believe Abhiram had COVID, I went to Goa and hey, here we are. So, we're probably three, four weeks late, isn't it Abhiram? <laughs> Yes, three, four weeks is an understatement. I think we wanted to do a podcast on the India-England series. Then we postponed right. it to the IPL. And then, uh, as you say, you went off to Goa and I got COVID. So, yeah, it's high time that we do it. Yeah, anyway, just just um, just off topic, tough times, everyone, stay safe. Do not go on trips. Not a good time. I will say that. But, yeah. So, anyway, we got around to doing our podcast. So this is our first edition. Been two weeks, I believe, since the IPL started, and we thought of doing something like a, men- a weekly roundup. Uh, so we'll probably have three to four, uh, you know, segments here, and we, without wasting any time, we just start off with the first one, which is basically the match, the go-to match, or the favorite match that happened last week. So Agram, would you want to start with that? Yeah, that's so. My favorite match of last week was actually CSK versus KKR. See, and me being a CSK fan and CSK winning it at the end, you know, was kind of sweet. Especially yeah. against KKR. I still get nightmares about the 2012 final <laughs> whenever we face KKR. And looking at the match, right, it was a really high score. Rutraj came good. We scored around 220. I was not expecting KKR to get this close to the target. KKR were, what, 31 for 5 after 5 yeah, overs. Yeah, Chahar yeah. was running through that top order, correct? Yep. So that's the thing about CSK. If Chahar clicks right in the first five six overs, then CSK is in the game. Whenever Chahar is not on song, CSK does not do well. That's what happened in the last IPL. Chahar was not in form. He was getting smacked all around the park. But you know, this season I think he's back. He's got like uh, eight, seven or eight wickets already. Two good. Two good spells. Star of the day was actually uh, Russell, who single-handedly almost pulled it off for uh, KKR. It was see there was this innings uh, which Russell played a few years ago. It was a match in the Caribbean Premier League between uh, Jamaica and uh, Trinidad, right? So uh, Trinidad uh, scored uh, 224, similar to what CSK did, right? And then uh, Jamaica were 41 for 5 when uh, Russell walked in. And Russell ended up scoring 121 of 49 balls. Yeah. And, and uh, Jamaica were victorious with 5 balls to spare. So, I kind of thought that Russell would repeat the same heroics <laughs> here. But then, thankfully, uh, there was a lapse in concentration and Sam Curran got him. The game was slipping away from Chennai. I mean, you could see that there were 31 for 5, but then the middle order came good. With Karthik, Russell and Cummins is giving us care towards the Cummins is worth every penny that KKR paid for him. He can bat. I should say CSK missed Bravo. CSK's death bowling was slightly on and off. But credit should be given to Karin. There was a 30 run over in between from Karin. Just Cummins just smashed him around the park. 
and then right after that his last over right he gave around 7 or 8 runs only so i think some credit should be given to current but then i think if uh, for the next game bravo comes back it will be better for csk that bowling is all, always a problem like especially when they don't have bravo 2020 ipl bravo was injured csk did not do well in that end. so bravo is a key figure and how they manage him throughout this ipl that that's that's a matter matter of concern i think uh, they will mix and match with ingedi and bravo going ahead but if they can get the best out of bravo csk are definitely going through to the playoffs what about you what match did you like the most oh yeah i mean this match was definitely like i think as far as the selection is concerned this was a really interesting match because it was down and out and then all of a sudden they kkr seemed to threaten tonight but uh, i i would like to look in another another match i'm looking at the mumbai versus uh, sunrisers match uh, actually happened last saturday in that match uh completely different conditions uh from the match you just described it's, this is happening in chennai you know how the ball grips and turns over there and batting teams have been having problems uh you know adapting to the surface and mumbai was pulled into bat they made around 150 uh quite a sluggish wicket and hyderabad was cruising actually it was 67 for nil seven overs batter was going hammer and tongs and all of a sudden they just mumbai just came back you know from and there's something about these comeback victories you know like when they're you know really down and out and it was you could say it was quite the opposite right in the other match kkr was down and out and there was you know they just made a comeback yep, yep. They really, yeah they couldn't really finish it get over the line but here it was the other way around hyderabad was really cruising and then all of a sudden mumbai reeled them back so it was it was a really interesting performance because uh, batting wise there's not really a lot to say rohit sharma played Pretty good innings. Pollard came and he held the innings together, and all of a sudden, like I think he hit a couple of sixes, the last two balls, which actually propelled them to a pretty handsome total. But it's the bowlers who definitely, you know, uh, uh, helped us win this match. Rahul Sher has been outstanding. He had a, he had a, he did not have a great uh, outing in the UAE last year, but uh, this year in Chennai he has actually been quite impressive. I think he's already taken nine wickets or so, and this match he was particularly impressive. I am actually looking at uh, the entire bowling lineup even bolt uh, chipped in fun uh, bunga was very economical polard chipped in with two overs so it was a great bowling uh, performance and that that probably the match I'll go with because it was it was very close and uh, mumbai closed it and there was they were down and out and they they were about they were able to close it and defend that total and there's something about low scoring matches for me especially in t20 cricket so yeah, I'll probably go with that match so you definitely right that that is also one match i really enjoyed a lot of it so uh, if you notice all these championship winning teams right you like taken an example of a 2018 csk or a 2017 mumbai there are many many match winners in that squad it's not one person who single handedly contributing and making them win the match right that's exactly what happened in the last game against yeah, yeah everyone chipped yeah, in and So even Hardik Pandya, he was he's not having a good time with the bat, but he have made that crucial run out. Yeah, he had two two crucial run outs. I believe he got Warner and Samad out. So yeah, yeah. that was two crucial runs. Yeah, he 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 did not contribute with the bat. He's not bowling this IPL because of the workload management, keeping the T20 World Cup in mind. But yeah, he was you can't keep someone like as you said, match winners like Hardik Pandya out of the out of the game. All right. 
I be, that I believe concludes our first segment. Uh, we could probably go to the next one now, which is something like to call the dark horses or you know, rather the underrated performers of the week. Some performances which contributed to a winning or a losing cause doesn't matter, but then they did not really stand out, but then they contributed. Probably not, and, and probably slipped under the radar. That's what we like to concentrate on next. So would you like to go for that, Abhinav? Sure, sure, Arun. So I believe Moin is my underrated performer of the week. Our own Ali Ali Bai. Uh, we wanted Chennai Super Kings wanted a Valime update, and he has uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Valime or Valime? But yeah, he has given his Valime update, and he's what been pretty good. What does that mean, Abhinav? So like big Valime, big. <laughs> Valime <laughs> is a Najit movie. It was announced a couple of years back, and there were no updates from the makers. So uh, during the India uh, England uh, Test series, right? Everyone uh, in Chennai, the crowd was asking everyone for Valime update. They even asked uh, Mohin Ali <laughs> what Valime update. So Ashwin in his uh, podcast said that uh, Mohin actually asked Ashwin what Valime update is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's very interesting. The first time I'm hearing this. So, in case our podcast you now blows up and reaches English fans, which I'm very sure is going to happen, <laughs> this is this is for you people out there who don't understand Tamil. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you were yeah you were talking about Mohin Ali. Every point I make, I'm comparing CSK in the last season to this season. So last season, CSK did not have Suresh Raina. He in 2019 also Suresh Raina was not in good form. So that number three slot, right? It's been a matter of concern for CSK for quite some time. Yeah, so, and I believe the last season, Dhoni actually was quite publicly critical of the lack of intent in the middle order. Number, some, number three, Raidu did not have a great season. I don't remember who was playing number three last season, but whoever, yeah, I think it was, yeah, I don't remember. I think it was Shane Watson and Paf opening. Let's just say last season, they were trying too many things. There was a time when Ruturaj was in the team. There was a time when Paf. Watson was there. There was a time when Jagdishan came in. There was a time when Kedar Jadav came in and started playing test knocks. I think Sam Karan also opened in one game. You were opening towards the end. I remember that. Yeah. If I was a Chennai Super Kings fan, I would just forget last season and then move on. But I believe someone like Dhoni or Fleming, right? They they know what they're doing. So they have bought the right player. Moin Ali is showing a lot of intent. Like if you see all his innings, right? He's striking at more than 150. Each and every single time, he's just going from ball one, and those it's it's not like he's trying to hit the ball too hard. Those are all classy strokes. He's just trying and playing those drives. Just really good to watch him play, and it this is taking a lot of pressure off the likes of Raina, Raidu, and all who are coming in late on. If you notice CSK now, they're just you know they're they're playing like twenty balls per batsman, I believe. And they're just going bang bang from the first ball. Even Dhoni in the last game was just swinging it. Like I haven't seen Dhoni showing this much intent in quite some time. So I'm not <laughs> sorry if I offended Dhoni fans. I am a big Dhoni fan myself. Adit knows it, but then uh, he's. Yep. I'm really happy with the way CSK has been performing. Touchwood. I hope they make it to the playoffs this year. And uh, our own uh, Ali Bai plays a huge part in it. So yep. yeah, yeah. Just to add to that, they're having a they they have the license to go hammer and tongs. Someone like uh, Mohin Ali has the license. Right now, their strategy seems quite simple: have a pretty solid power play, and then in case someone gets out, 
Moinelli can come and as Abhiram rightly mentioned, he can just clear the gap. He doesn't try too hard. He tries to just clear the gap. That's all. Times the ball pretty well. So, and not to forget his, uh, you know, he's very, very handy. Bowling, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he took three wickets against King Rasen Royals or King Slevin. Yeah, exactly. And then, and we know when whenever there is some bit of, you know, some sort of, whenever the, that is the wicket gets sluggish, Dhoni becomes, you know, he's on, on another level. He's probably, arguably the best captain on such wickets. Right? With, and Jadeja and Mohin Ali, who uh, is at his disposal, he can be a handful. And I will be a handful. And I believe they're going to Delhi next. So they're going to, and I believe we're going to see a lot more of Moin Ali the next few weeks. Yep, yep. I, I was actually skeptical about this move for Moin Ali. Uh, I was, I actually thought Dhoni would back someone like a Sai Kishore, or maybe you know uh, he will be forced to play Imran Tahir because Imran Tahir mm. has been exceptional for Chennai. He's 2019 Purple Cap holder. So I actually thought this this move would backfire a little, but then. Uh, no, the, nobody does it better than Dhoni. So, kudos to him. Yeah. Yeah. Salah, just say, yep. what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, what about you, Adil? Like, what, what, who, who do you think is the most underrated performer in the last week? Hmm. So, uh, I actually had a couple of suggestions here. I look, Coming back to the last match I was talking about, there was a Mumbai versus Hyderabad match. There was, uh, again, a lot of plaudits went to Pollard for getting them to 150, a defendable score. And in the end, they did just manage to win by 13 runs. Pollard's 12 runs towards the end did make the difference. Uh, and he did chip in with two overs. But And there was Rahul Chair, who again, got three wickets with an economy of 4.8 doubles. And he picked three crucial wickets, right? But for me, personally, it was Umra. Mainly because uh, it was, again, uh, Mumbai, as I mentioned, was they were down and out. And Bumrah, this guy, he somehow finds a way. And he's our go-to bowler. He's been Mumbai's go-to bowler for so many years now. And and, and he bowled four overs. Since he's just 14 runs. He was the most economical bowler. He's, it's a it's a pitch that usually helps assist the uh, slower bowlers. And he still managed to become the most economical bowler in that wicket. And he got one wicket. He got the social wicket of Vijay Shankar, who was actually starting pretty well. There was actually... Uh, trying to forge partnerships in the middle order. He got, and he got Vijay Shankar at a very, very crucial point in time as well. So, Bumrah was, he went very, very below the radar in that match. He's a superstar, as we all know. But in this particular match, like in a lot of matches actually, he doesn't, he doesn't really get the wickets, but he was the crucial 16th or the, or the 17th and the 19th overs and, you know, creates that bank for the last over. Usually, trying to actually go and defend that. So, uh, I'll, I'll go with Bumrah. Another underrated performance was from another Mumbai game, actually. It was between Delhi and Mumbai. Delhi ended up winning it. Again, sluggish wicket. Mumbai was put into bat. Mumbai only managed to get 137. And it, it was a very difficult wicket. When you're looking at the scorecard now, it looks like, okay, they had five balls. Delhi won with five balls there. But when you, if you actually watch the match, it was very close. There was a point of time when we were not really sure whether, you know, it, where, where it would go. Because... One, a couple of good overs, just like how they did against Hyderabad, could have pulled off a heist for Mumbai. And here, I think the performance of Shikhar Dhawan, and as we all know how Shikhar Dhawan has been, he's been under a lot of fire for the last couple of months, especially because of the performances in you know, T20 cricket, in white ball cricket. He's not been at his best in ODIs or T20s, and he's been dropped from the side. So there was a lot of, you know, talk about him, about his position. I'm, no, I'm very sure he'll definitely be in the squad barring any injury for the T20 World Cup, but 
there's again a lot of talk whether he's going to open with Rohit or not. So for someone like him to actually have, he so far he's had very good season in the, for Delhi, and he's played in different conditions. He's played in Mumbai, he's played in Chennai, and for him to come to Chennai, usually being someone who likes the ball to come onto the bat, for him to adapt his game to something which is quite different to him. And he got a 45 from 42-odd balls and actually, you know, got out only when Delhi were in a very comfortable position. So, that was, again, very, very underrated innings in my opinion, considering all that pressure that was behind him. So, that that was also a close contender, but I finally went with Bumrah because, you know, Mumbai Indians fan and Mumbai ended up in the losing position here as well. So, it's very interesting that you say Bumrah. Like, I believe that, you know, Bumrah is obviously a quality bowler. The fact that Bumrah is very economical is what's making Mumbai so lethal, right? So, every right. single time Bumrah so economical, they give him a lot, they treat him with a lot of respect. That's why he is not getting the wickets. But what he does is, he's really economical. So, if Bumrah is really economical, the batsman has to go and you know, target some other bowler like Bolt or Chahar or whoever. And when that happens, creates a lot of opportunities for other bowlers like Bolt or Chahar to get wickets. And that's why, you know, Bumrah is so, so good. Even if he doesn't, you know, pick wickets, he is an asset to any team. Exactly, exactly. And to actually think about how Bumrah progressed right in his career, he obviously started off with being this guy who was trying to follow Malinga, trying to just, you know, nail the Yorker. He was doing that. That was a go to deliver. And he became famous because of that, if you remember. But then now he has so many options, you know, in his arsenal. He has the throw ball, he has the cutter, he has the, he can, he can bowl a really good bouncer. He can just, he, and he, he is so accurate with the uh, Yorker, right? So he has really, really adapted his game, not become one-dimensional. And that is, I, I find that very interesting because, as a cricketer, I imagine, not like we've played first-class cricket or so, but as a cricketer, I imagine that you have to adapt your game, especially in these times with, you know, video analysts and camera angles everywhere to adapt, right? And it's not just about his unorthodox action. People keep attributing it to his unorthodox action, but I feel it's his ability to adapt to conditions. We've seen that in test cricket. He was just thrown into the fire in South Africa, and he he, he was amazing there. He's on the pace of that for the last few years now. That speaks volumes about the capabilities that this guy has. So, yeah, Bumrah for me was the one-rated performance that kind of went under the radar, yeah. Okay, okay. Now, I think we are uh, done with our weekly roundup. Yeah, so, we have to look in, look forward, right? Yeah. Look ahead to the next week match, week, week number three. Am I right? Yep. Yeah, week number three. So, Abhidhan, any particular match that you're looking forward to? You guys would have guessed by now that I'm a hardcore CSK fan. And for every hardcore CSK fan, there's only one game that they want to win every single year. That's the game against Mumbai. The rivalry is fierce. And uh, so, yep, yep. So, uh, in case you guys didn't know, Adit's a hardcore Mumbai fan. So, yeah. it's like a local derby here <laughs> within the podcast. Yes, it's a podcast derby. The podcast derby, I like that. <laughs> I like that. That is that's that's as the first episode of the podcast. That's that's something that we should definitely nail. Can we trademark that? Yeah, we should. We should. We should. Uh, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the Mumbai versus CSK game. CSK has been in pretty good nick. Mumbai, 
not exactly chepok didn't really suit them hardik pandey is not in form that's a cause of worry kunal kishan ishan kishan is not in form however rohit sharma is in pretty good form and mumbai you know they have a lot of questions to be answered and more often than not when mumbai are in a spot of bother they come up with the goods year after year we have seen that they keep coming in and somehow or the other they manage to get into the playoffs and once they are into the playoffs they have these big match players who will get them to and make them win the title so that match i'm really looking forward to i believe i hope csk you know gets over the line but i believe it will be a really really good match hmm. yeah it's interesting i mean i i've, I've chosen the same match as well because when you're looking at the history of the ipl right that is no argument about the two greatest sides the two most successful sides right there is chennai which was hardly successful in the initial few years till that you know in the reckoning mumbai has been really successful over the last 7 years 8 years or so so this is this is the rivalry that everyone looks forward to usually this is a match that you know the first match of the season i'm not yep. wrong usually uh, it's surprising that we didn't open the year with this game i think it has something to do with the uh, bubbles right Possibly the fact possible. that we can't play in the play at home so they'll have to either uh, you can't play this game at mumbai or at chennai so you'll have to choose a neutral venue for this and the whole bubble the complicated right. situation so i think that's why they didn't start with csk and mumbai yeah so we're looking at two two of the giants of ipl you can call them so and like abiram rightly mentioned mumbai is quite struggling at the moment their middle order has not fired Rohit Sharma has fired, and but then you never know with Rohit. If you're looking at how Mumbai has been successful the last few years, it's not always been on Rohit's individual brilliance or so. So let's see because as Quinton Dickard has been struggling, you're looking at both the Pandyas are struggling with the bad Pollard, Ishan Kishan. All of them have a lot to prove. The bowling has come good, right? Rahul Chahar has come to the party. Apart from Pranav Pandey, I think everyone has contributed bits and pieces, and that without Hardik even bowling. that's a good sign mumbai has not been playing to their strengths and chennai has obviously chosen a team which would suit them in chennai even though the uh, covid scenario has not helped them help any team to play at their home conditions some teams like rcb have adapted to their conditions better like i think rcb bowlers are really really happy with the fact that they are not playing in chennai as to we just give an example but if i were to get uh, after chennai the next uh, venue where chennai would like to play with the wickets that they have usually have is delhi right and i would really expect uh, tahir to come in place instead of a karan you know tahir moin and jadeja that that's a really really quality spinning spin attack which mumbai doesn't really have at the moment so they uh, also have uh, krishnappa gautam uh, arith oh, right they have krishnappa gautam waiting in the ranks who swooping yeah. for i don't know a no, lot of money i really want to see sai kishor play I've seen him in the domestic circuit. He's really good, taken a few wickets. So I hope Sai Kishore gets a go. I still remember when Ashwin was coming in, right? Like how Dhoni had faith in someone like Ashwin back then. It was a Champions League match when he gave the ball to Ashwin, and I think the last over was given to Ashwin, and they lost the game. But the next match, and Ashwin won them the game, and he never put a foot wrong after that Ashwin. So I believe somewhere down the line, Dhoni will give. Sai Kishore a chance, but knowing Dhoni, he is not a kind of captain who changes things a lot. If he, if there's a winning combination, just stick yeah, with it and 
yeah he he sticks to it and uh, maybe in delhi i doubt if we'll see tahir because i think dhoni likes the fact that chennai are able to bat deep and uh, sam karan you know with the bat has been really good mm-hmm. sir dadeja with the bat has also been really good i just wanted to say when uh, you were talking about bits and pieces right the fact that uh, mumbai is in bits and pieces <laughs> it's actually coming good so yeah i would yeah. be really surprised if sam karan is dropped because i think he is the future of the franchise so yeah chennai the csk fans call him something right Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Even I forgot the actual name. Uh, there, there was a time when he was called Thambi Sam C. Oh God. <laughs> Because Thambi Sam B is Sam Billings and this is Sam C. So. <laughs> yeah, I got it. See, I, I love the way they, the CSK uh, social media team works. Uh, actually, they're pretty entertaining. They, they have this video out of Sam Karan uh, watching memes. about him right, right. i actually i saw this video today and that that's when i remember that there was some some term which tamkar and himself did not understand what it meant yeah it <laughs> actually right. means little kid small kid little kid yeah yeah, yeah. was the youngest Anyone? in the group definitely check out those memes guys it was <laughs> quite funny so he's the future i don't think he's getting dropped i think if at all a player is getting dropped i think it will be uh, bravo again workload <laughs> management Moin's not getting dropped anytime soon so yep maybe Tahir comes in maybe another Indian spinner Sai Kishore or yeah even though Dhoni doesn't like chopping and changing I would really love it if if we give some of these youngsters chance because after this it's going to be one of those mega options and we really need to know whom we should retain and who is there for the future because right. I don't see Dhoni and Raina and Raidu at all playing for another 3 4 years So right, yeah, this right. high time when to give opportunities for the youngsters. Mm. Anyway, we're looking at Mumbai. They have a lot of headaches again. A side which really, really backs all their players. I have been seeing Mumbai for the last nine, ten years, and even if they're not winning, they never really chop and change. So I expect them to stick to the same level, even if results don't come their way. Michael wants tweet right that Mumbai is going to win the IPL. Oh, that <laughs> that's what has hurt mumbai the most this ipl so <laughs> yep just wait for him to tweet about csk or uh, rcb and that's it <laughs> mumbai's coming right back in it so i think <laughs> instead of chopping and changing that's what they should do someone contact michael won make him tweet end of discussion yeah, <laughs> yeah the won curse I mean, it's been oh my god! Like it started off, I think, with the India Australia series, and it's every single yeah, series. Yeah, every single every single match, Arif. So every single uh, match. Yeah. We were talking about the KKR CSK game. It's KKR was 31 for five. Michael Vaughn says CSK's mojo is back. Boom, <laughs> Russell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is something about the guy. I think Indian fans love him. If you have any doubts, just go onto any. Post a tweet or video with Michael Vaughn, and you see the comment section full of a lot of love. Love, <laughs> right? Nothing anyway, let's love. get yep. yeah, nothing but love. Yeah, in Hindi. Anyway, let's get back to the game. It's going to be a fun match. It's going to be an interesting match. One would expect Mumbai to get used to sluggish wickets now, but the fact of the matter is, one would expect them to get used to wickets, but as the games progress, they started getting. lower lower and lower runs and the bowling attack is good but then if you don't put a bare minimum you can't you know really expect them to defend such low targets 
they got 150 a few days back, 137 after that, 130 after that. The last two matches, they couldn't really win. So, a lot of worrying signs for the defending champions. So, let's see how that goes. But then, that is our game to watch out for the next week. Rohit Sharma, get on the phone, call Michael Vaughan. Over. <laughs> yeah. That's what two podcasters would, without any first-class experience, uh, <laughs> would suggest. <laughs> yep. Okay. I think we can move on to our next segment. So, we have two segments here, really. Kind of two mini-segments. The player to watch out for. That is uh, one of our mini-segments. The other mini-segment would be the player who better come to the ice at this time. Because they are under a lot of pressure. The make-or-break deal for them. So, yeah. The player to watch out for and the make-or-deal player. So, do you want to start with that, Abhiram? Oh, yes. So, um, the make-or-break player for me is none other than Josh Butler. Josh Butler has to really step up. Stars and Royals don't really have a lot of backup options. Josh Butler needs to step up. If Josh Butler comes good, that that eases pressure on Sanjay Samson. Sanjay Samson, as you know, is the captain of the team. I believe he's under a lot of pressure. Um, Man and Vora has not been performing. So, Samson really, you know, has to take up a lot of... He's been carrying the team, if you ask me. To an extent, yeah. it's uh, this season, Morris, thankfully Morris and Miller have come to the party. But I still believe that unless you have someone, a world-class player like Butler, open the innings and set that tone right from the start, the Aston mm-hmm. Royals are going nowhere. So they have already lost Ben Stokes, they have lost Jofra Archer, they brought in Mustafizur, which is a pretty good move. They had Livingston, Livingston has left. The only other foreign option that they have is Andrew Tai. So I don't really see them. Yes. <laughs> Imagine Andrew Tai opening the inning. So they don't really have a lot of options. They have let uh, Steve Smith also go. So they have they have problems at the top of the order. See, they have players who are either let's just say they have players like Morris. Archer, Stokes, who are all like 10 crores plus big, big players, right? They also mm-hmm. have a, someone like SSV Jaiswal, who's really inexperienced, who hasn't played a single game for India. He's, uh, he's like 19, 20 years old. So that's where they lack some. Can't expect someone like a Ryan Prayag, Parag, sorry, Ryan Parag to make you win, you know, four or five games. Too young for that. Parag. Yeah, yeah. Tevatia, Tevatia, I still believe he has a long way to go. He's also not a finished product. They should get, maybe in the mega auction, they should get players who play for India. Players who, who yep. actually play experienced players, yeah. Experienced yep. Indian uh, players are actually. Yep. Right. Unat, Unat is supposed to be an experienced Indian player, but as things stand, Zakaria is actually playing more games than him. He's the first choice. I don't see the points, so... They're, it's just that for team selection, right? They have to, you know, fix. They, yes, it's really good to back young talent. I'm always for it. But the IPL, you are here to win this tournament, not just for backing players. 2008, they won with young players. But if you look at those young players, if you look at that team, right? They had someone like a Shane Vaughan. They had a Soil Sanvir. They had a Eunice Khan. They had a Shane Watson in that team. 2008, Shane Watson, I didn't speak. So, they also had youngsters like Jadeja. They had Yusuf Patan. Looking at their team and what they have right now, there's a huge gap. And they should fill this gap with capped Indian players. That's what they should be looking at. 
they are backing Sanju Samson, they are retaining him to make sure that he has people around him whom he can bank on. Going back to the point, my make-or-break player, Josh Butler. Adit, why don't you tell me your make-or-break player and then we'll come back to the player to watch out for later. And give you some time to think. You see what yep. Russell, that's how we roll now. <laughs> we're going with the I, flow. We are like Rajasthan Royals and Punjab. We are go, just going with the flow. <laughs> we end up with more points than, than they do, but cool. <laughs> At least if we have more views <laughs> than they have points, I would be a happy man. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? We're going to be very successful a few years down the line and we're going to get back into this and all our fans are going to get them back and listen. Just like how I... You know, one of my guilty pleasures is going back and listening to Hasha Bogle saying something 20 years back. So, and then we're going to be really embarrassed by that. But then, hey, that one can only dream, right? Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to the matter at hand, which is the make or break there. So, a, a team which is, you know, usually been good, but for the last few years, they've been really struggling, which is Kolkata Knight Riders, right? And as we speak, they just lost to Rajasthan Royals. And they've played five matches and they've lost four. That is worrying for any any franchise to be in that sort of a, a pickle right now. And one player who has been immensely successful in the last few seasons, one of the big game players, the future of Indian cricket, as people like even Virat Kohli keeps saying, is Shubman Gill. He has he literally carried Kolkata to whatever they did last season. They really owe it to. It's Shubman not Gil. it's not a lot of work, but it's honest work. <laughs> exactly, and he has just been struggling so much this season. I mean, they've been playing most of the games in the one and they. Still been struggling. That some, he's someone who likes the ball. Who likes the ball to come onto the bat. He likes the pace and bounce. Vankare, I expected would be his go-to hunting ground and keeping that in mind. He's been in my fantasy team and you know, really, 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 I've been really been struggling with Shubman Gill here. So one can see, you can see why he is my make or break player because if he's not really gonna perform, I have to be. I I really like Shubman Gill. And I don't really know why or what is going on there because he has really, really good talent around him. He has someone like a Brendan McCallum who he idolizes as far as I know. So, Shubman Gill and KKR would really, really want him to come to the party because otherwise KKR is putting in a lot of trouble right now. So, here's my make-up break left. So, looking at the next week, right, there is there are a lot of interesting fixtures. There is, uh, as we said, Chennai. Chennai is uh, going to Delhi, so there Moin Ali would have been a good option because he's going to be handy with the bat. You expect him to bowl four overs, he's going to bat at number three. Then you are looking at Bangalore going to Ahmedabad. That is also going to be quite big because you know most of their batsmen are going to be top, uh, you know, batting friendly. So wait, let me get this straight. RCB is playing their next game at Wonk Day, right? Against CSK. I- I believe they are, yeah. They're playing tomorrow, they're playing, yeah. Post that, they're moving. After one game at... At the, I mean, two games, I guess. At the Wonk Day, they are moving to Ahmedabad. Correct. They are playing two games in Mumbai. I'm not wrong. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. They are playing Sorry. two games in Mumbai. Yeah. Five in Kolkata, four in Ahmedabad. I'm not wrong. I'll have to check, but that's what I remember. All that's how we roll. <laughs> that's yeah, how amateur podcasters roll. <laughs> exactly. RCB is five in Kolkata, four in Ahmedabad, three in Chennai, two in Ahmedabad. Uh, two in Mumbai, sorry. Yeah, okay. so they're going, yeah. so they're done with the Chennai leg, they're, they'll be done with the Mumbai leg tomorrow. After that, they're going to move to Ahmedabad and then Kolkata. They're finishing Kolkata. So that's what they're looking at. Anyway, I am looking at Ashid, who is also going to be playing in Delhi. So this oh, is Ashid in Delhi is going to be destructive. Exactly. and I, I also can see think, that. <laughs> yeah, I think that is going to be a big, big, and Ashid is going to, he's, he's a mainstay in my fantasy league, fantasy team. So, 
I also think a Nabi Muhammad Nabi might come to play in her in for SRH somewhere down the line. So he's also another interesting pick. But I'll probably go with Devdas Padikal. He is again a player who was struggling in Chennai, went to Mumbai and he's mad a hundred right now. He 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 looked his imperial touch. Like I I really really think he was I I rate him very highly and he was yep. looking so good. Like you you don't see Kohli playing second fiddle usually to a lot of players and if he is doing that then do that you know he's a special player. And he is going to Ahmedabad. He's in good touch. I really think he should be the pad water for the next few weeks. So I'll go with him. Oh, that's a very interesting choice. My choice is kind of different. I'm saying Ravi Bishnoi. Oh, interesting. I'll tell you why. So Ravi Bishnoi has been benched, and the one game he played, he was absolutely unplayable. Yeah, against Mumbai. Yeah. <laughs> Kings 11 Punjab. I mean Punjab Kings, as they are called nowadays. They are moving to Ahmedabad. So that's the thing with Ahmedabad. We really don't know what to expect at Ahmedabad. Sometimes the ball comes onto the bat. Sometimes it's a training spinner. Sometimes it's facilitating fast bowlers. So it's relatively new conditions for everyone there. So I have a gut feeling that you know Bishnoi will be able to make an impact he is a bowler who has way better chances of taking a wicket than uh, Murugan Ashwin whom they were backing till now that was a that was a wrong move in my opinion someone like Kumble you know with so much experience he should you know he should be backing the youngster he should should have gone with bishnoi from the beginning of the tournament but credit where it's due they have finally made the change and hopefully punjab kings will come good at ahmedabad and bishnoi will play a you know huge role mm-hmm. actually last season i think uh, bishnoi and murgan ashwin were quite were bowling well in tandem that yep. next friend duo were actually doing well This season, I think, if I'm not wrong, they played Jalaj Pasena, but the experiment didn't really work out. Now they've brought Ravi Bishnoi back in, and yeah, against Mumbai, he was he was playing, he was bowling so well, like he was. And I really rate him. I think he is one of the uh, you know up and coming like spinners. You know, another uncapped player who is definitely going to be very impressive in for India this next mm-hmm. few years. One can hope so. So yeah, yep, yep, definitely. I would say that you have to take either Ravi Bishnoi or Varun Chakravarti for the World Cup. It's a no-brainer, oh. especially especially with you know the Indian spinners, Kulcha duo struggling. You have to take one of these guys. Or I I, I am not a huge fan of Rahul Tewatia. If you have a Jadeja in your team and if you have a Krunal on the bench. you don't really need a tevatia so tevatia is like a poor man's kunal pandya if you ask me no offense to no offense to rahul tevatia i think he is he's a up and coming player he will get better but for the just for the world cup i feel you know we should have an x factor and that x factor is either bishnoi or varun chakravarti we need that sort of a mystery element in the next t20 world cup so yep yeah very interesting that Entirely, we'll definitely have a lot of podcasts on the World Cup, so we will definitely look into and explore these topics and themes then at length. But yes, Ravi Bishnoi is glad uh, to watch out for. Very interesting. All right, so that I believe brings us to the end of this week's podcast, the first yeah. edition. We, we have successfully finished. finished the first episode of this. Yeah, I mean, oh, <laughs> I think. there is some sense of accomplishment 
right now given everything that's going around us you know it's tough time for everyone so yeah it's, it's good that we we are trying to be productive and i think we have been let's see how it comes out yeah yep so everything's done so yeah yep. that's that's it from us please okay. definitely be a bit more uh, and please understand our flaws the first podcast we gave it our charge we just go with the flow like we keep saying so until next week this is abiram and others signing off bye thanks guys bye